What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Stakes is High podcast, a real podcast having real conversations with real people. And I am Jones. Uh, as you guys seen, you didn't hear that beautiful voice of Candace's. Uh, she's out today. Um, we had a little bit of a schedule conflict. So, see, I miss you. Um, we haven't talked in probably a week and a half. Not real conversation, just kind of like here and there text. But um, can't wait for you to come back. I'm sure you got a lot to argue with me about. But, um, hey, we'll miss you this episode. Um, see you on the next one. Um, for every, all the new listeners, if you're just now tuning in for the first time, please go to SoundCloud. Uh, you can find us there, uh, Stakes is High podcast, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, iTunes. We are on iTunes, but you have to make sure that you put Stakes is High podcast because there is another Stakes is High. So make sure you add the podcast. Please follow, subscribe, uh, do all that uh, good stuff and, um, you know, leave comments. So, you know, like I said, we're just out here doing this for a hobby. Hopefully, you know, we can start you know trying to do some big things with this but we you know we love it so you know c and i would a very we appreciate it so i need to give a couple shout outs uh i just now see she uh candace she encouraged me to get on twitter and uh it's been a good thing so let me give a couple shout outs to some podcasts i've been tuning into and uh, they've been showing love uh, I want to give a shout out to the podcast brothers. Uh, good podcast. If you're looking for a good podcast, these are all good podcasts you can tune into. They're all on um, SoundCloud and uh, um, and iTunes. So, uh, podcast brothers, uh, Pepper and the Salt Shaker. What up, man? Uh, podcast queens, dope podcast. Uh, two shots in a brew. Uh, much love to you guys. You guys showed us love. Uh, bag ladies, I seen you guys have tuned into an episode. I really, really appreciate you guys. And of course, last but not least, Real and Raw podcast. Uh, those are like the little sisters. Um, loving what you guys are doing. Thank you. Um, well, you know, Candice encouraged me to get on Twitter, most definitely. But Kel's most, she she really been guiding me. You know, pushing me to different podcasts, introducing me to different podcasts. So, um, shout out to her. I love you guys. You guys are, like I said, little sisters. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm. I. I, I know. I'm coming on. Uh, I'm coming back on a real and raw podcast because uh, Lou is going out the country. I'm a co-host one episode with Kel, so I'm looking forward to that. So uh, thank you guys again. I'm sure there's other podcasts I'm going to be shouting out. If you guys have an idea on starting a podcast, man, it is really something you can get into. It's fun. You know, there's a lot of support within the within the podcast community. So, you know, if you, you're thinking about doing it, man, reach out to these other podcasts, reach out to me, and, um, you know, hopefully we can give you some guidance. All right. This week, oh, last, I, I want to I shout out to the Wolfpack Lounge, uh, TC, uh, Marco, all those guys. Uh, Marco was supposed to be on this evening. He had some other obligations that he had. So I had to make a um, quick call to a colleague at one of my part-time jobs. Um, so... She agreed to do it. Uh, she was a little nervous, but um, it was almost like she she was about to leave. And I was like, yo, can you do me a big favor? It's only going to take an hour. <laughs> so um, this is kind of like an impromptu. But you know what? It's cool because this is a conversation. What we're going to talk about today is conversation we have already had. So um, I don't want to, no further ado, I want to uh, introduce, I guess, my guest co-host today. <laughs> so... <laughs> I want to uh, introduce everyone to Melissa. What up? Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for making a U-turn and coming on doing the episode. You're welcome. <laughs> it's my pleasure. <laughs> you nervous? 
A little bit. Okay. <laughs> we are on site again, so um, you hear the noise in the background. I think I'm liking this, man. I'm liking this. Um, we had oppor- I had an opportunity um, to go to a quieter place, but I think I like um, the background noise. It gives a little bit of a, you know, good feel. But anyway, enough of the intro and all the introducing and shout outs and all that. Let's get to this. What's going on? Nothing much. How are you? I'm good. How's your day? Pretty good. Pretty busy. And now you have me here. Yeah. <laughs> doing a podcast. You tired? <laughs> eh, I'll be all right. All right. All right. Cool. 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 So let's let's jump into it. So we were we were having a conversation about you know being out in public with kids. Uh, we both had were well. I was in a situation to where um, I was in public public. Um, uh, I was in a store. And there was a two-year-old, and it was uh, it was uh, a white family, and a two-year-old was just you know just wilding out, doing whatever they wanted to do, walking away, crying. I want this, and you know, and the and the first thing is, I, I came I came to talk to Melissa, and I was like, yo, I just you know, it's funny, I kind of peeped it, and I was just kind of doing some people watching, and I was like, you know, it's interesting seeing like you know, a different culture and their approach to discipline or uh, just how they handle a situation with their child. So, you know, Melissa and I, we started talking about it and we were discussing how, you know, I remember getting that that, that pep talk before I go in the store. Listen, I don't want to see you in here acting like <laughs> this and I don't want you to, you know, beg and ask for anything. So well, I guess what I wanted to talk about, do you think that, do you think that we as black people, our culture, do you think that we should, do you think we need to take a different approach to how we raise our kids, discipline our kids, you know, and that kind of thing? And I guess we could, we could talk about, discuss maybe some of the differences that we, Mm -hmm. that we see, I guess that's just obvious, you know, in what we see in the discipline of the kids. What you think? Um, I definitely think that, um, we have a different approach of how we discipline our kids because I think it was handed down from, you know, from grandmama down to mama. Mm -hmm. And so the things, how we were raised, I think a lot of us, we still incorporate those ways of discipline, but I think this day and age, we have to definitely do things differently because this day and age is not the same when we were growing up or wasn't the same when our parents were growing up. Right. So I do know that, um, when it comes to me, this for my kids, I know a lot of people say what I say, you know, do what I say, don't ask any questions. Right, yeah. But I definitely think that our kids nowadays, they're a lot smarter mm-hmm. and they need a lot more explanation. So I definitely tell my kids, you know, don't do this, but I also give them an explanation why. I give them an opportunity to talk to me and ask me questions. So I definitely think in white culture, mm-hmm. They've always done that. They've always allowed their kids to voice their opinion or to talk to them. And sometimes it can get a little borderline disrespectful yeah, that was in their my, culture. Yeah, that was my, that was my, I guess I was going to ask that. Do you think there is a, do you think a child should have his, should have their place? I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, I guess I can see that because we have been, I, you know, and I can say this, I've been in, in, in public places and I hear a parent explaining to a kid on why, you know, they can't have that toy or why. And, you know, and the question comes, why not? Why can't I? Why? And, you know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. like, naturally, I look like, damn, because, 
<laughs> because I said so. You know what I mean? So, right. You know, so you're saying that you think that there should be more of an explanation behind it, you know. Not when it comes to like, can I have this toy or can I have a piece of candy? And, and you know, if I say no, no means no, I'm not giving it to you. So, right. but if it comes to something, there was just a situation where my son wanted to have a Musical.ly page. And what is it? Musical.ly, it's a form of social media. Um, it's not like Facebook or Instagram, but it's where they make music videos or different videos. And again, it's followers. It's um, people can comment. People can how, message how, you. How old is your kid? Your son, seven. Your son, seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that's inappropriate. I don't think that he that's age appropriate. I know they, you know, and they're into their music videos and liking to do things like that. But I just don't think he should be concerned with who's following him, how many likes he gets, who's viewing his video. And I'm not comfortable with people being able to send him messages. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, one thing that I I always hear people say nowadays is that, you know, today's kids are the way they are because um, one thing is they're um, they're not getting paddled in school or these parents aren't whooping kids anymore. Is that even an effective effective discipline a a way of discipline nowadays you know what I mean like I I see like I think that I think in our generation we I see less I I do see kids that form of discipline you know kind of being taken away you know I Mm -hmm. mean I have my son's three and I'm looking at it like I mean I think I I do spank him but not I I think I spank him in enough just to get his attention Mm -hmm. but I've never whooped him you know what I mean it may be just because he's three it's it's maybe you know I mean obviously it's too young to whoop I mean Mm -hmm. one little hit should get his attention right but like you know just the all-out whoopings I mean do do parents still do that is it necessary or should we stop it or should we continue it you know what I mean I'm I'm I mean your son's seven yeah you know he gets spankings I or whooping it's but that's like the last result Okay. You know, so there's going to be conversation, consequences, things taken away. But if you continue to do this, then this may be the result of it. And so you're going to know why. I'm going to talk to him and tell him why he's getting spanking. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I'm going to talk to him and make sure that he understands why this occurred. And But it's very seldom that he gets whooping. So this is not like a all-the-time thing. So I think, you know, I guess... Yeah, I think I think whoopings are necessary. I think it's almost kind of like I always tell people in a joking way, like if you watch wrestling, like if you watch WWE or WWF, it's almost kind of like they wrestle the whole time. And then mm-hmm. at the end of the wrestling, it's like, all right, it's time for my special move. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think whooping should be like your special move. You can't use right. it all the time. You just got to almost bring it out in special occasions. Right. Because I think like I just remember growing up, like I just always remember I don't think I got a lot of whoopings. I don't think I was that bad of a mm-hmm. kid. You know, I was active, you know, but I, I think groundings were worse than me. I used to be like, damn, I'd rather get a whooping yeah. than get grounded. So, you know, but I think that I remember times like I had, I have uh, cousins. I just remember they used to just get tore up, you know. But then it becomes ineffective. Yeah. And, you know, and I think I just remember the getting the switch and, it, you know, what's funny. I always think, I think that in our culture, it is almost a time of like if if we have a conversation with like let's just say a complete stranger right now and they come up and we can just be like one thing that we relate to a lot of times is uh 
you know, I think we relate in comedy, of course. Right. But one thing that we always we always can relate to, like either, man, shoot, my mom didn't play when I was young. She mm -hmm. didn't play that. Oh, my grandma, man, you didn't want to play with her. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like we always yeah. go back to that relating to mm -hmm. not playing because grandma or mom would whoop that butt. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I think you're right, man. I think I just remember I always remember my my cousins, and even me. The times I got whooped was like I got a whooping, but like. I don't think after the after the whooping or after the the tension was done, I don't ever remember getting explained. It was just like, okay, you got whooped, you cry, you go to sleep, mm -hmm. or you, you chill out for a minute, now you're back playing. Right. You know, where's the explanation? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think you definitely need to talk to your child and tell them why they're getting a spanking and why, you know what I mean? Because you want them to to have a lesson. You want them to learn from their mistake. Right. So you definitely want to give them an explanation as to why they're getting spanking. Yeah, yeah. So. Do you think that? Um, so let's go back to some of the other other ways of being like, like culturally how we were raised. Like, like let's look at like, and I think I talked about this before. Let's discuss like, just even let's go like financially. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, do you ever remember having that conversation? Do we have to change our way of even just approaching? Like, how old and when do we start even just changing the approach on how we have that financial conversation with our kids? Or, you know I, what I mean? I think you need to have it early. Um, there's a game by Dave Ramsey I bought for my son. It's a game, and it talks about managing money. Mm -hmm. um, there's a book that I bought for him. It's called Three Cups. It talks about saving, giving, and spending. Um, so the book is basically talking about this little boy who has three cups, and he takes his allowance and he puts it in the three different cups. So I think we should definitely talk about that early. I don't remember yeah. growing up, like someone really talking to me about money. I do remember. What about credit? Yeah, now let me tell you. So I remember <laughs> being in college, getting tons of credit cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because I'm a shopper, so I, I ran them up. And I do remember my dad taking them from me and paying them off. So that was a blessing. He paid them off and helped me out because I was just running up crazy. Yeah, you know, I, so, don't, I don't know. I, I, but that was in college. So if I would have known before then, I probably wouldn't have made that mistake. But do you think that, okay, let's just go all the way back to um, our grandparents. Mm -hmm. They didn't know, they didn't, they didn't have to deal with credit cards. No, not at all. So, you know what I mean? Like when did our parents miss that, miss that, um, helping us understand that just because they weren't taught that you know what i'm saying like well i think so and then you know that was just a different error i mean it's just like maybe because they it wasn't taught to them so then they didn't think to teach it to us and yeah. so i think now we're more aware of things like that mm -hmm. because i mean just living through it and experiencing it so and now people talk about it more people talk about money more you have your dave ramsey's you have your Susie ormans and things like yeah, that so yeah. since we're i guess getting more in tune to it and more concerned about our credit you we want to make sure that our kids don't go through the same things that we went through right do you think that we're cleaning up the mess of our parents and, um, and, and let me explain this because I, this is the thing like and maybe before you answer let me let me try to get i guess help you understand what i mean by that so our grandparents right our grandparents were or let's, I don't even know how old you're, you know, how, but let's just talk about the baby boomers. Okay. That would probably be 
maybe our parents' parents. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So the baby boomers went through um, a time and period to where uh, they experienced the depression. They experienced a hard time. So what they did was uh, they worked extra hard to where their kids didn't have to experience what they experienced, right? Right. So almost kind of like our parents were kind of given um, – they were kind of given, even in a time of like, you know, I guess in a time of poor, you know, like, I just, I just know, like, if you look at like, like my grandma, she migrated from the South because I'm tired of living like that. And I'm going to get a job at GM. And a lot of people, a lot of the migration people were like, maybe our grandparents, you know what I'm saying? So right. like when our parents were old enough, they like, yo, you're going to be working in this factory. I got a good job waiting on you. Mm-hmm. So then what happened was our parents became like, I think they became almost kind of like the silver spoon generation. Like you were given everything, even like I said, in a, in a time of struggle. You right. Know? But um, then they had us. It's almost kind of like, I don't know how to, it's almost kind of like maybe what we're going through now with our kids because we mm-hmm. want our kids to have more and we want to have better. But like our parents like that, like if you look at the time of like what's going on in America now, the financial problems we're having, it's because of our parents' generation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, look at the debt and everything. Like, so now that's what I mean. Do you think we're cleaning up our parents' our parents' mess? Um, no, not necessarily because <laughs> there's always a shift. You know what I mean? I, so because the economy improved and then it'll get worse. So I don't necessarily think we're cleaning up their mess. Mm. It seems like to me, man, our generation is starting to worry about you know understanding like savings and just trying to you know we we kind of got like this hustling mentality Mm -hmm. generation you know what i mean and now we're like man i ain't going through what i went through i want to work harder you know for i want to work harder because my thing is my mother can't say that about my grandparents my grandparents was busting their ass yeah you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so like when she had me i'm like damn you know i look back at grandma and grandpa like man they were they were killing it Mm -hmm. so now i always say like i want to make it I want to be I want to be able to do things for my son that my mom couldn't do for me. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah, and I think we all think like that. Yeah. For the most part. Do you think your mother was thinking like that when it came to your grandparents? Think so. Yeah, she worked hard. Definitely worked hard. Um I mean, she didn't miss a beat. You know, me and yeah. my brother, we didn't you know, if if we were struggling, we didn't know it. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, we didn't right, miss a beat. So right, right. Um yeah. but just because I saw her work so hard, I I mean, I had my first job at 14. So I've always been, you know, working and taking care of things. So definitely I think that with our kids, I think nowadays I've seen a lot of families who are well off and able to do that for their kids, able to provide for their kids and give their kids what they want. Mm -hmm. And I think there's been a shift because now these kids, I think they feel entitled, the ones who are getting the things that they want. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones who are getting in trouble. Those are the ones who are trying to live this street life, even though you don't have to do that, but because you want to impress your friends or you want to portray that you're living a different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I think now the I think kids... that was our parents. You think so? Yeah, look at that generation, man. You had the hippie movement. Mm-hmm. You had the... You know, you kind of had that rebellious movement there, crack cocaine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think they're going through what like our kids are going through 
And then when our kids have kids, they're going to probably be like our generation. It's always just kind of like the up roller coaster effect yeah. to where our kids' kids are going to be like, man, I ain't going to be like my mom and dad. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and I mean, I'm not, I mean, I guess I'm not trying to say it in a personal because I know that everyone had their different experience. I'm talking about as a generation as a whole. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, because I think our, our generation is kind of like the college educated. You know, I think college was put on us. We were like, yo, we got to go to college. I just remember like looking at, you know what I mean? From, I just remember like the '90s was so cool to go to college. Right. You know what I mean? We had like, a different world. Everybody yeah, wanted to everybody, go to college. College was big. You know, late mm-hmm. '80s until like, you know, um, let's just say probably maybe late '80s. Like you said, the, the different worlds, mm-hmm. and it was cool to go to college, and you know, uh, school days, yes, all that little absolutely. generation right there, all the way to us. Mm-hmm. Now that we're hitting the mid 30s to the 40s it's almost like man you don't need to go to college you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. almost coming to that time of like to where it's like college is you know it's not even really pushed as much as it used to be you know what i mean like and plus it's expensive as hell like shoot man you ain't got to go to college you can make you can be big you know you can do this without college right and i I agree that i think a lot of people are they want to be business owners they want to start their own businesses so They really don't feel like they have to go to college to do that. If they have a passion, an idea, you know, hey, I can start my own business yeah, and make yeah. money that way. Yeah, so, yeah. What about, um, you know, you have a seven-year-old, like I said, my son's three. What about introducing them into racism? I know Candace and I kind of, I kind of touched on that a little bit, but I, this is kind of like the kid episode, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what do you... When do you, and, and to the individuals out there who don't have kids, maybe you have nephews, maybe mm-hmm. you have people you're mentoring, and this is, I guess that's, I kind of wanted to talk about this just because, you know, the incident, and we kind of had this, briefly had this conversation, but when do we start introducing our kids to racism and making them aware of racism? I actually started, I would say pre-K. Um, Serious? Yes. How do you, I mean. Because at his, at his school, of course, they do the whole Martin Luther King thing, they, you know, do their quote-unquote black history, their study of black history. So um, I just kind of adopted the, and I should do it more often, but the month of February, we go to the library and we would get books about different um, prominent people in African-American, in in African-American history, black history. And so um, just reading those books to him, like he learned words like segregation, and so now I tell him, I always make him aware, like situations with Mike Brown, Trayvon Martin. I tell him those things, um, and not to scare him, but I just want him to know, like, you're a little black boy. And so I always tell him that he has to work harder. I said, you have to work harder. You have to be smarter. I always tell him that, and not to put pressure on him, but just to let him know that. So how, how early was this? Um, like pre-K. I see. My thing is, I don't think I've ever even just grown. I'm trying to think of my earliest time to where I had to understand what race, under, you know, understand what racism was or what, you know, like at pre-K. I think I was just a kid, living but it's kid. Different. I was. Think, I think you know what I mean. Like I don't. Is it different though? I think this day and age, I think is different because of the cell phones and the video footage of 
You know what I mean? Very because it's to me. yeah, because a lot of things like we didn't see it. You know, we didn't know it was happening, but a lot of times we didn't know about it. But now it's all over, you know, it's all over the media. People, you know, with the cell phone footage and you know, we're riding in the car and we're listening to the radio and a news clipping may come but on. So pre-K, these though? Yeah. I just feel like I mean I guess I guess if you're if it's pre K, I mean I guess Give them education about our culture mm-hmm. and just like our history, mm-hmm. you know. Maybe you know, I, but I don't know when you start introducing. I don't. I don't know. I, I have a hard time. I struggle with this because, you know, I mean, right now he's three. He doesn't. I don't even think he sees color. You right. I mean? He's. I don't. I'm Incredible Hulk, and my the kid in his class named Jace. He was Spider Man today. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't think. You know. Do we? And I think I talked about this last episode. Are we the ones? introducing and putting the seeds of hate and, and the racism in our kids, you know, and planting it in there, planting it in them. I mean, but you, yeah, you're right. I think the internet and everything helps. Mm-hmm. So therefore you have to explain. Yeah. They're but exposed to a lot more. Pre-K though. Damn. And it was, I mean, I wouldn't say that I said, you know, in pre-K it was like, okay, you know, it was more or less reading to him about Martin Luther King, reading to him about Frederick Douglass, reading to him just about, different um african-american prominent figures and things See, like that, that but, but, but still that, is that making i mean i guess you can't explain who martin luther king is without explaining right the struggles he went through exactly so there's books you know there's little kid books yeah, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. we would have those books and read those and so i've taught him the word segregation and so he knew, he knows that that was you know some time ago but and i even let him sit down and watch a little bit of 13th with me and it was kind of, I was watching it, and then he came downstairs, and I didn't think he would be interested, but he sat down and he started watching it, and he was really into it. And okay. so I didn't tell him, you know, that he couldn't watch it. Mm-hmm. And so afterwards, he said, I'm glad that it's not like it was back then. And I said, well, son, I said, I'm glad too. I said, but there's still some people who think that way. Mm-hmm. And so I just want him to be aware, not to try to scare him or to make him, you know, hate a race of people, but I just want him to understand. And so his thing is, he says, well, I'm glad I go to a Christian school. He said, because my friends don't act like that. So he, you know, he embraces the different mm-hmm. culture. He embraces mm-hmm. his white friends and things like that. So he's just, he still has that innocence. And he's like, I'm, you know, he thinks that because I go to a Christian school, people don't act like that. Okay. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I just remember a time to where I wonder. And the reason why I ask that, like, you know, do we is it going to and some people use racism as a crutch. Mm -hmm. They use the white man ain't going to let me or you know what I mean? Like they. So I'm wondering, like, because I remember a time I remember I remember one time we at lunchtime. um the city I'm from Marion and the, and the population of black is, is small, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever school you went to, the school I went to, it was the all the blacks hung together. We, You know what I mean? But I mean, it was I don't even know the percentage it was, but it was a small percentage. You know what I mean? But all of us blacks hung together and we all sat together at lunch. Now, we were tripping. <laughs> we was at lunch tripping. And I just remember we were like, ah, they saying something to us because we black. Right. You know what I mean? That was our that was our go to. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> so if you get in trouble and tr- you get in trouble in, in classroom, it's like, uh, you know, you go home like what happened? 
<laughs> because I'm black. <laughs> That's everybody's excuse. Everybody's excuse. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> are we putting that? Is that is that like? Are you ready for that conversation? Why you do that? Because I'm black. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I just think. I mean, I just think that times have changed. You know, a lot of things that our parents were able to shield us from. Um, I think our kids are just exposed to it now because of social media, because, you know, like there's things that I'm like, I don't want to have those conversations, those tough conversations you don't want to have. And then he'll come to me and say something. I'm like, where did you learn that from? Who, you know, who said that? So another kid has said it to him. You know what I mean? So you can't shield your kids from everything. So what about pre-K? You were teaching about racism. What about sex? Some kids expose them to that, too. I mean, as far as I would say not, um, you like the word gay. Yeah, homosexuality. And so I'm like, where did you hear that word at? I mean, because now, I mean, you know, it was kind of an unspoken thing Mm -hmm. in our community. You know, like you said, we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have, you know, everything like that. Now you're getting a lot of people with gay rights. You're getting, Mm -hmm. you know, people being more open gay. You know, like I said, sexuality, sex. Mm-hmm. You know, that, of course, we're going to have to raise our kids different when it comes to that. Right. Know? So how soon do you do that? <laughs> that's that's tough. I mean, and like like I said, age seven, he, he does know the word. He knows what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when he was about two or three, we were going to um, downtown PBS kids were here uh-huh. in Indy. And at this the same day that PBS kids were here was the Pride Festival. And so we're walking downtown and then we're seeing all these people. And so I'm just like trying to cover his eyes. I just didn't want him to see all of that Mm -hmm. because I didn't want the questions because I didn't want to have that conversation. So it's it's (laughs) tough because you I mean, I'd rather it come from me so he can hear it the right way than to get it from one of his friends. So I forget how I heard him say the word. I think he said that's gay. And I'm like. What do you know about that word? What does that mean? Yeah. And he told me, and I'm like, <laughs> who told you that? So it's like, as much as you try to shield your kids from things, uh-huh. somebody's going to mention it to them. Somebody's going to say it around them. And then you have to be able to explain it. Yeah, man. You know, I think the first time I ever, I think the first time I kind of knew about homosexuality was in the church. Really? Yeah. I think, um, I think just a kid eavesdropping. I remember. I mean, all black, most black churches had a gay uh, choir director. Choir director, and <laughs> our choir director was suspect as hell. <laughs> and I think we've always known it. You know what right. I mean? Because he had those mannerisms and those mm-hmm. tendencies, and you know, um, a lot of me. You know, he was just he was just like I said. It was just one of those things. And I think I just was eavesdropping, listening to my mom at a younger age, mm-hmm. and I just you know heard them talk. You know, that's that was that was our internet. Eavesdropping. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Picking up the phone while your mom would other you know what I mean? That was my that was my YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think the time that I found out about sexuality, it's funny well, the Cinemax and HBO. Mm-hmm. That was how I learned about sex. And then of course as you get older, you know, you get introduced to pornos and you know yeah, Playboy, Playboy magazines, your dad <laughs> under the under his mattress. Under the mattress. <laughs> That was our that was mm-hmm. our uh, X videos and Pornhub. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, 
that was it. But now, I mean, now these kids are seeing like extreme. Check this out, man. I was letting. So my son loves. He loves superheroes. Right. right? So a lot of times he says he knows how to. He's three. He knows how to operate the iPad. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as I put it, I type in what he wants to watch. And usually he says, I want to watch Incredible Hulk today. I want right. to watch Iron Man today or Captain America. So uh, the other day I'm like. Um, he asked me, can he watch my use my iPad and watch? I was like, yeah, okay, boom, boom. So he started watching it, and then I start hearing, like, adult voices. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, would you come here? And, you know, what he does is he watches one video, and then the same, like, type of videos yeah. related come mm-hmm. up. Man, why? <laughs> <laughs> so this was, he was watching, this dude watching. Um, yeah, the Cubs were playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> is so, this like the glass game? Nah, they're in Cleveland. This is uh, it's three to two right now. Anyway, um, so I'm, I'm hearing I'm hearing adult voices. I'm like, man, what you watching? He said, they're being nice, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, come here, let me see that, man. Why was it like they were still captain? They were still heroes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it, they were adults. Yeah. And the bad guys were girls in bikinis. Oh my god, you have to be careful. <laughs> And listen, I put the adult, like, I put the the adult, like, sensory, you know, mm-hmm. I put that on there when he's watching it, because I just, you know, and man, it's still, you know, and then, like, I called him, you know, I'm like, damn, man, I got to stop him from even using, a, you know, YouTube, I'm going to have to get him, like, a leapfrog that yeah. plays little kid, you know what I mean? But I did, too. It's crazy. Because the same thing with my son, still, you know, want to watch the superhero videos, and so... On his iPad, there's a kids YouTube. So I downloaded kids YouTube. Um, so I think that's a little better okay, because okay. you do have adults who are making videos and yeah, using the names yeah. of Spider-Man and it's some mess. Yeah. So you ha- it's just you have to be they were in so the careful. And I was like, Man, what is this? <laughs> you have to monitor everything and it's 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 crazy. I don't know, man. I, I, I just yeah. We, we were raised a lot different just because, like you said, I think it was a lot of things that we can. Mm-hmm. I think we had a lot more freedom, um, too. I think we, I mean, because our parents didn't have to be so afraid. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was just talking to someone, you know, Halloween was yesterday. Um, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Um, yeah, I'm late recording. We're supposed to, we record on Sundays, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on a push. But anyway, I just remember having, a, I was having a conversation with someone, and I just remember I mean, around eight years old, I was going out trick-or-treating alone. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I was going door-to-door. Me and my buddies, we mobbed up. You know, now it's like, you can't you do, do that. that. Yeah, no, you got all. parents, you know, driving next to their kids trick-or-treating. Why the kid is walking down the street. So tell me, you had mentioned, you know, you work hard because you want to be able to provide for your son and give him things that you didn't have. We're raising, um, we're raising punks. <laughs> you, I mean, okay, so I, so yeah, I want to provide for my son and give him things that I didn't have as well, but I think there needs to be a line drawn because a lot of times he'll say, if I do this, will you buy me this? Uh-huh. And I try to tell him, don't try to get me don't bribe me this is what you're supposed to do you're supposed to do well in school that's what that's your job that's required of you Mm -hmm. so let me reward you on my own don't try to say if i do this will you give me this but this is the thing 
I think that's not ruining our kids. I think what's ruining our kids, us being able to do certain things that we never were able to do. So right. here's the thing. I didn't appreciate, I didn't, I didn't go on my first airplane ride until I was a sophomore in college. Mm -hmm. And it was like the scariest fun thing I've ever done in my life because I'm like, damn, I'm, you know, a sophomore in college going to, now you have kids taking plane rides at three, yeah. four, five. We're going to, every year you're going on a vacation. They have flying miles. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, I think those are the things that we want to provide our kids. Mm -hmm. Like, some people, you know, like, I've never been to Disney World, but guess what? My son's going to go to Disney World. Right. But he's probably going to go early. Mm -hmm. I'm going to appreciate it more mm -hmm. because I'm going at a later age. I'm like, right. damn, he's going to be like... 15, we're doing this again, mm -hmm. again. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Those are the things that I think that's where we are raising. They're not, we had to, like, we became who we are because of the struggle. Mm -hmm. Now, and I, and I talked about this on another episode, but who, what are, what are we creating? What, you know, how, what are we creating with them? Because we're giving them all that. Right. You know what I'm saying? They right. don't have to struggle. They can go to the refrigerator. There's food in there. We had to create food, like. Damn it, all right, I got a cereal. We ain't got no this, so I got to, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm not going to go to the grocery store. <laughs> like, make, make something work over yeah. here. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, because I've been talking to several people. I have a, a few friends. I was talking to a friend today, and his daughter is a senior in high school. Mm -hmm. And he said he had to stop following her on Twitter because um, all she does on there is smoke weed and cuss. And so, and I said... Wait, he's a, she's a senior where? In high school. And... Damn. Comes from a good family. A loving family. Um, and again, she was... She lives with him? No, she doesn't live with him. Oh, okay. She, um... But he said he thinks it's his fault because he gave her... Yeah, that's, that's a baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> so he said he thinks it's his fault because he gave her everything she wanted. He was like, shoes, whatever it is she wanted, he gave it to her. Mm -hmm. And he kind of feels like it's his fault because she's the way she is. Okay. Um, and wait, then... Wait, so, okay, help me understand the dynamic. So mm -hmm. he doesn't... She, he, she lives with the mom, obviously. Yeah, she lives with the mom. Okay. Mm -hmm. so, so... So parents were never married... So he's witnessed it, witnessed it from I'm dad not living with her, not being able to probably discipline her as much. I don't even think it's that because they have a really close relationship. Hmm. Even though, you know, he's not in a the home, they have a really close relationship. This is a very close-knit family. Okay. Um, and I'm seeing that a lot with these teens. Um, I have another friend. She was saying that her daughter... That's another question. When do you introduce your kids to social media? Her daughter... She has an Instagram page that she lets her parents follow, but then they found out she had a second Instagram page. And on that second Instagram page is where she was doing all her little ratchetness. Um, she had way more pictures, way more inappropriate pictures, the captions, you know, cussing. And but you know what they're, okay, let me tell you what our Instagram was. Mm -hmm. Our Instagram was, look, your ass better not be on the phone past this time. <laughs> this was our Instagram. Our Instagram was... That friend whose mom didn't care. Right. All right. I'm going to call the weather line and then <laughs> you call me. <laughs> that was our Instagram. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, it's just like, yeah, I think that 
you know, social media is bad. I think it's just like there's nothing new under the sun. It's just a different way. Right. Because, I mean, yeah, we snuck on the phone. We snuck out. You know, our Instagram was a little bit. But I think it does expose them to more because yeah. it makes like I, t- I always say this. I always say social media makes our world a small town. Mm-hmm. Because, you know what I mean? Because a click of a button, you can see what's going on in New York, California. Right. Da, 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 you know what I mean? So, right. yeah, I don't know. I don't know when you introduce your kids to social media or getting them a cell phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen kids at, you know, eight, you know, six, seven years old with cell phones. No. You know what I mean? Like, but here's the thing. Like, well, I need to get in contact with them if they need me. And next thing you know. Verizon has that little, what's little, that, Go phone? Yeah, you, you can, can dial like call. four numbers. <laughs> That's what they need. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, what do, you, what do they need smartphones for? You know, uh, keeping up with everyone else. You know, I don't get it either. I don't get it either. I just, I think it's too much. I think if we are giving our kids too much because, and I think because we feel like, okay, I didn't have this and I want I to. Give- and so I think we're doing too much. And so, like, I think about that all the time and ways that I can raise my child to be appreciative of things that he has. Yeah, yeah. And, um, to work hard just mm-hmm. instill like good ethics into him because it's it's hard man it's i think hard. it's hard i think that's one of the hardest things you you deal with 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 dealing with having kids because like you said you want to be able to provide you look back at things that you didn't have mm-hmm. and you're like damn man i don't want ever want my kid to have to struggle like that yeah so you do everything in your means to be able to you know uh give them that you know and and, and with doing that it can be bad, you know yeah, what I'm saying? It can be. I think what happened, I think, I think I remember I had my own phone line in high school. Mm-hmm. And this was because I think this was kind of like right when two way came, you know, not two, mm-hmm. when you call waiting. Call waiting. And, you know, I was tying up the phone, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like, get off my phone, get off the phone, you know, and people call and it's a busy line. So I remember my mother gave me my own line. I had to beg and beg, but I had to pay for it. Did you? Okay. You know what I mean? I had mm-hmm. to pay for it. She got it for me and I had to pay for it. But, you know, I just, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't get a pager until after I, I, high school. I snuck and got one. <laughs> I remember I snuck and got a pager and I hid it forever. I don't yeah. even know why I'm hey, And I didn't even need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Remember you used to leave 911? Yeah. <laughs> and remember you used to leave like messages like if you turn the phone upside down, you can read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And putting music on it. Yeah, your voicemail. Yeah, so. <laughs> Answer machine. It wouldn't even voicemail back then. But yeah, I don't know, man. I think uh, I think really I think what we need to do is I think with raising kids, you just have to be nosy. You got to be in your you kids' do. You business. You definitely have to. You, you have, have to. to be in their business because, I mean, I think that's when a lot of kids, you know, they live through their social media. Mm-hmm. They come home, you think everything's good, but in social media, they can be living a totally different life. Totally or, different. Or, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, people don't think it's true, but people get bullied and, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, you, you have to ask questions. I mean, I'm a question ask mom. I ask a bazillion questions yeah, <laughs> all the yeah. time. Yeah, I and know. I know when he's lying. So <laughs> <laughs> You you mean parents. I, I, I remember working in a school system and parents would be like, my son doesn't lie. I'm like, y'all going, y- you in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you in trouble. <laughs> you definitely have to, you have to get all in your kids' business. And, um, and everything is not the teacher's fault. Yeah. It's not. So, you, you know, bottom line, yeah, I, I agree. I think. You know, you have to understand, be on a teacher's team, understand, you know, your teachers, you know, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So, 
So yeah, bottom line, you know, I think I think we do have to take a different approach to mm-hmm. raising or on how we raise our kids mm-hmm. from the way our grandparents and the way our mothers raised us. I think right. I think we could take we could implement some of their you know, some of the things that they use to raise us, but we had to go a different route, man. You know, yeah. I think, you know, what about church? I Oh, my gosh. You know I mean? definitely think that's another thing I think is missing um, because I know our generation, we were raised to go to church. Even if your parents weren't going to church, there was a church bus that would come pick you up yeah. or somebody was yeah. coming to pick you up and take I you to church. I remember the thuggest dude in my town still went to church. Right. So. Dope dealers is in church. <laughs> right. Everybody went to church. Yeah. So I think nowadays it's, I think church has lost its focus. Um, that's what, that's exactly what I was going to say. Church is, excuse me, church is different today. It's definitely different. It's way different. Church used to be family oriented. It used to be a place to go, um, you know what I mean? To, it was a hospital, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like church is different today. But I still, um, even though I may have my views or my different issues with church, I still want to raise my kids, you know, to go to church. Because, to get that foundation. Yeah, because I think it lays a foundation that exactly. they need. Because I think a lot of things that, you know, we could have gotten into, we didn't because we had a conscience and we knew, you know, yeah. what we learned in church or, you know what I mean? Like, so we knew, we knew about sin. And so we were like, okay. Maybe I'm not gonna do this. You ain't supposed to lie, right? <laughs> yeah. So you you would think you would think twice about things that you may have done. So I think I definitely think that's an issue because there I know a lot of people who don't who don't go to church. Man, I'm telling you, I think that that I do want to have I, I want to have a conversation based on religion. You know, I've had a couple pastors on, but I do want to talk to people like-minded people who have lost. Um, I guess lost hope in religion, not spirituality, the religion, mm-hmm. you know what I'm right. saying? Because I mean, you're right. I think, I think a lot of people, I just remember growing up, man, we had to go to church. Mm-hmm. Now I see, man, I could see, I see kids that's, you know, turning teenagers, they make the decision if they want to go right. to church or not. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think, you know, when you go to churches, you see the youth and the youth, if you look at the youth, they're not, I just, you remember going, let me ask you a question. Did you ever go when you were younger? Did you ever go to vacation Bible school? Mm-hmm. All the time. Did you go to like, you remember like you used to have like youth groups and y'all go out of town, a different mm-hmm. church and, and, and be with the other. It was a time to be, right. be hot and bad. You know, I remember <laughs> had girlfriends in Richmond that I only seen once a year. <laughs> Your church girlfriend. Yeah, church girlfriend. <laughs> but you know, kid, are kids doing that today? You know what I mean? Like. Uh, I know my church used to go to Houston to a big conference down there, but I think it is, but I think it's still on a smaller level. Yeah. I mean, it used to be big, man. It used to have, mm-hmm. you know, I don't even know if our church has. I remember we had a youth choir. You know, I think I want to say, but I think they have a um, a big lock in. Yeah, at Light of the do. World. Oh yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, it's so huge. I think a lot of youth from around the city go to that lock in at Light of the World. Yeah, they do. I think it is. I think it is. It, it's it's pretty big. I think mm. they do it like uh, I don't know what time of the year, but yeah, they mm. do. It. They have a real big. I mean, they had to turn kids away, and then one year they were like, "We're not turning kids away because how do we turn kids away from church?" You right. Know? But I think it's different. I think it's um, lock in of. I don't. You know. I just. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We, we'll say that for the church episode. Okay. <laughs> you got to come back for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Candace, somebody's taking your job. No, I'm just <laughs> See, you can't be replaced. <laughs>
Yeah, we can keep going. We're running time. I, I think, I, I think you know, this is conversation that people need to think about. Mm-hmm, definitely. If, if you have kids, if you don't have kids. Planning to have kids. Yeah, because I mean, these are the realities of today. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, it's scary. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, my, he's three. I try not to worry about it now. I just enjoy him while he's three. Right. But pretty soon he's gonna be like, "Daddy, I want a cell phone." Yeah, no. I'm gonna be like, uh, <laughs> you know, I guess you just kind of gauge your kid on what the responsibility is, and, right? You know, because I know he's gonna look at naked. I know he's gonna be sneaking and looking on a computer and using the Wi-Fi to look at naked pictures. I did it. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. it's, it's gonna come. Yeah. It's gonna come. So the long shower. I just gotta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Waking up like I ain't got no Playboy, so he just gotta go to YouTube on that one. <laughs> or, yeah. yeah, he's already looking at. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'm glad you. I'm glad you. Really glad you stopped by or came back. You're welcome. It was fun. Yeah, you did good. Thank you. You handled yourself. All right, everyone. Um, hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you have kids, hopefully you can relate or. Uh, maybe you got a different way of how you do it (laughs) but you know I mean I think we need to really like I said culturally you know I think we we need to start considering things that wasn't passed on down us especially like I said the finances Mm -hmm. and ways of discipline and just you know making awareness of racism Um, it is something that you're going to have to talk about telling your son or telling your your daughter when a cop pulls you over, this is the language that you use. And go ahead. Hey, did you see that um, Colin Kaepernick had a camp in the Bay Area, and it was the Know Your Rights camp? Oh, no, no, no. And he was talking about that, um, just different things when you come and encounter with the police. And yeah, he talked about financial. Um, that's dope. So he did a lot of things, and they said it was in the Bay Area, but okay. eventually he wants to open it up to different so, cities. So. Cool. Yeah, news play that. Don't mm-hmm. play him kneeling on the you know, national yeah. anthem. You know, talk mm-hmm. about that, too. So anyway, um, we're getting to our time. Uh, uh, I Hopefully, like I said, you guys enjoyed this episode, and you know we got more to come. Uh, Candice will be back next week. Uh, Melissa, thank you. You're welcome. Um, shout out to all the other podcasts, uh, the Pods in Color, uh, Pod and Family, uh, Marco. I missed you, man. Uh, Wolfpack. Listen to the Wolfpack Lounge uh, podcast. They're on uh, all the all the podcasts, the SoundCloud, all that good stuff. Shout out to TC and all those guys. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, see you next week. Peace. <laughs>